Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Now, my 
and she is centered. We can start <laughs> a Ross Patterson revolution. Did you hear that? No. That was me chopping through a tree with my bare hand. Oh. Uh, but I'm I'm doing this this silent. I call it silent killing these days. Mm-hmm. Where you don't. Did you hear the tree fall? No. Yeah. You don't. That's what right. I do when I kill things now. It's dead silence followed by a lot of inner laughter. Because on the outside, you're just like, oh, whatever, Ross. You didn't fucking do anything. All you did was <laughs> grunt hard. And like a gay manner, like you were just brushing up on a young twink outside of a club. But in reality... I was chopping a tree down with my, my, my bare hands. That's awesome. I was killing some things. That's really killing awesome. Uh, so what's up? You, you, you know what's up. You can see clearly what I'm drinking. Zima. Mm. With a blue Jolly Rancher in bet it. You, sweet, you bet your sweet bottom. To I'm, me, I'm, that's I'm, I'm, just I'm normal life it. now. I know, isn't it? But here's so the thing. So it's like not weird for me to see you with the... Over the last 10 years, this has not been normal life. Sure. So now that you see me with this on a nightly basis, me just relaxing and unwinding with a Zima and a, and a Jolly, like, you know, one might, might ask yourself, is this heaven? And I say, no, this is fucking Iowa. This is fucking <laughs> Iowa. Uh, actually, where, where are we at? We're in, we're, in, we're in Colorado. We're in Colorado, actually, today. Uh, as as per this recording, we are. We, this airs. I don't know where we're gonna be. We uh uh we have the the all the podcast shit, the arms, everything, <laughs> everything you see from the 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 live televised shows, um is set up in the room. Uh, we had these maids who are from another country. I won't say which country that 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 is. Sure. It rhymes with Lexico. Um, they were outside cleaning the room and like I walked back by them as they were in here cleaning the room and they were like, Jesus Christ. The, first of all, the room is littered with Zimas. Like that's no I lie. Empty we have, Zimas. we yeah. have, I would venture to say, I don't know, 10, 12 cases in here, somewhere in that, 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 that type for of thing. Sure. Cause we're getting ready for, uh, you know, the, the live shows we're doing the drinking bros live shows here. We're shooting a movie. Um, so I, I would, I would no lie say. I would say there's 10 to 12 cases of Zima scattered throughout the room. Jolly Ranchers everywhere. Plus, we're in Colorado, and you know where we went today. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We went to the big one. We <laughs> Daddy, went to the big one. Daddy got a vape pen. Yeah, there was, look, there was a lot going on today in Colorado. Uh, there's a, there's a, one of my favorite joints, uh, pun intended. Mm. And a double on time. Boo, 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 boo. Um, is a is a place called uh Pure Amira Queens Dispensary, and uh, I always make a stop here when I'm in town. I enjoy that. They have the gummies that I like, the gummy bears that mm-hmm. are that are that are a nice thing. Yeah, everyone nice, loves nice the touch. gummies. Uh, everybody. And so uh, the funny thing is, is, every time I go to Colorado or California. I get hit with like a fucking grocery list from from everybody. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey man, could you fucking pick me up some shit?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." So I mean, I, we rolled in there and I bought fucking ten jars of of gummy bears and all kinds of shit for people. Sour gummies, watermelon blast. Yeah, and that that's that's when, that's when you know your hashtag real friends is when right you fucking go to the trouble to to buy your mm-hmm. your other beef fries marijuana products marijuana. and then send them back from, through the mail. Obviously, I can't take the shit on the plane, so I mail it. Um, and, uh, the only thing I'm worried about though is with these fucking gummies, 
I was telling my friend today, I'm not going to say who that was, sure. who that friend was. <laughs> I said, hey, can I, uh, you know, can I have the address because he's partying for the summer at some other place with, mm-hmm. with uh, kids and wife and all that shit. I was like, have that. So you gotta have some gummies yeah, for that for shit. for real. For real. For real. He's got three kids, like under the age of six. So. Oh, dang. Um, so he was just like, yo, I, I, some of my address, I'm super stoked. I really appreciate you doing it. I was like, hey, no problem. You know, um, and I go, but I, I want to warn you, because this happened to me once last year. I was like, I fucking sent uh, some of these uh, gummy, last, last year they were lifesavers. Like giant gummy lifesavers, and yeah. I, so I sent I sent some home, but I didn't get home in time uh, to get them when they came. So they were just sitting in the mailbox. It's fucking hot as shit, summer south, you know, whatever. Oh dang! So the gummies had melted together into one into big one massive thing. Gummy. It was just like, and how I think many make do you it, have? I think uh, they make it with the oil, so it's like. The oil probably was like all separated from it and just like. I, I, I will tell you this. Took a bite uh-huh. and it was just like, whoa, that was too much. It was too much. So yeah, I just yeah, said, hey, yeah. man, just make sure you're going to be home because if these melt, I can't I can't help you then. Like, I don't I don't live in your state. Nowhere near it. So good luck and Godspeed, because when these fucking things get to your door. I, look, only God can judge you at that point, you know. <laughs> Uh, come with me, Hail Mary. Uh, it'll be a uh, you'll be seeing shit. You'll be praying to different people. You'll start believing in shit again. Yeah. Um, you know, you know how it goes <laughs> with the edibles. Boy, we've had friends, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, I've seen grown men, like just a beast of masses of men. Where you're just like, God damn it. Those are big boys. You know, where right. you're like, holy shit, I don't care where you are. You don't want to fuck with, the, with these guys. And a little gummy bear is taking them down. Cru- I mean, crippled, crumpled their fucking souls. Crumpled. Where you're just like, oh my God. You crumpled are- in the corner. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, dirty shirt. Yeah. I, I remember, God, this, is a, this is a fucked up story from years ago, but I remember one of my buddies, huge guy, like just a fucking deadlifts. Like one of those guys who just like deadlifts, like how much can I fucking deadlift? Where you're like, bro, that's what you go to the gym for is your, your deadlift weight? Yeah, still looks always, the same. Yeah, still looks the same. But just deadlifts more. Keeps deadlifting, but is like maxing out once a week still. Where you're just like, dude, do you really need to know your max and deadlift once a week? Um, yeah. Anyways, he thought like, oh man, he was pretty straight edge for a while, uh, like through college. And then like, you know, he was like a fifth year senior. It was like his last week and he was just like, fuck it i'm gonna try drugs you know and i was like eh. we were pretty much on steroids all through college yes yeah, like, so you already been what's, doing what's this drugs? really gonna do for you now and he's just like i want to say i did it and had the college experience and lived the whole shit or whatever and i was like all right cool um so a buddy of mine they used to make uh he used to make marijuana brownies in the house he stole a uh a bunsen burner from the science lab okay from biology and he, the metal tray that you cut up the frogs and the whole shit, that's what he made these brownies in. And they were lethal. Just absolutely right. fucking lethal. Right. And he took them with another buddy of ours. And I, you know, I went to another party, came back to this other party. It was probably gone like an hour, hour and a half. And like, he was openly weeping in the middle of a party, like crying. Um, oh my God. Couldn't feel his heart. You know, he's like, I'm having a heart attack. And it was just like, but then he starts thinking his other things, you know, because he's so high. He's just like, it's from the steroids. He's like, they always said, they always, people always said you would get a heart attack from uh, steroids. Well, I was like, 
Uh, hey, bud, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. You're 23. Yeah, let's uh, calm it down. Yeah, uh, that steroids thing is not gonna come back to haunt you for a good 20, 25. You know, mm-hmm. um, right now you're tripping balls. Yeah, you are tripping balls, balls. off these brownies, and now you just need to chill out and get some water or whatever. And like, um, last I saw him, we had a we had a yard in, in front of our fraternity house. It was probably. I would say 150 yards long. It's big. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than a football field, but a football field and a half. I saw him sprinting up and down the yard later on, and I was just like, "Yo, man, what are you? What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "I think I can run it out of my system. Oh, I think I God. can run it out of my. It's not to leaving." Me, that's and I was a just like, "Oh, to me, boy. that's a personal nightmare. The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. There's no reason to get that high. No well, reason to what, get that. He yeah. didn't know, but yeah. like, there's still no reason for it ever in this life where you're just like, eh." Come on. Come on. We've talked guy. about it before. I can't. I can't, nah, man. I get it. I get it. I, look, that kind of shit scares. Too much. It's too much. scares me. Yeah. I, look, I sent somebody to the hospital almost once. Sent someone? Yeah. Somebody was dating. Um, fuck. I was thinking it was 21. Uh, she, she, same thing. She was at another party. Ate a, an edible brownie. Mm-hmm. Thought she was having a heart attack. Demanded that I call 911. I picked up the phone and I faked called it. Like I faked pressing the numbers. <laughs> and she was like straight straight up she, you I was are like, such a dick that wait, is something you would do for sure so here's the thing I pretended to have a conversation with the 911 <laughs> operator the whole thing and she goes that is so you like have you done that to me I'm not oh yeah I'm oh you having contractions oh my god so anyways uh, she starts flipping out and it's like I don't know two or three minutes go by and uh and she's like, they're not here. They're not fucking here. <laughs> oh, she, goes, she goes, you didn't dial. You didn't dial. You had a fucking free conversation with somebody. And I was like, no, no, no. I didn't. no. She gets up, no lie, because I didn't think she was in any state to do this. She gets up, presses redial, and it's do, 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 do. Not, nothing, you know, like I clearly Wow. Yeah. She had she had more wits she, about her than she thought. She thought she was going to die, like for, in all sincerity. And I was just like, oh my God. She so thought anyways, she was going to die, but she had the wherewithal to be like, you fake, di- you fake dialed. Like, I'm going to fucking investigate yes, this. The, the panic and all of that was so sober. Massive. Like, she thought, yes. The adrenaline probably so. For real. She, she yeah. really thought she was going to die. So I was like, oh, fuck, man. So I, I had to call 911. And I was like, well, this is this is fucked. Because then, you know, they're going to show up and, and, and look for shit or, or do whatever. And it's just like, God damn it, man. Like, get a hold of yourself. Um, and luckily, when I say luckily, it took 911 maybe, or the, the, the ambulance, like, I say like 10 minutes to, mm-hmm. to get there. I could hear it coming down the road because it was super late at night. I could hear it coming down the road. And she just leans over finally and was just like, I'm fine. Cancel the ambulance. And I was like, are you sure? And she was like, I'm, I'm fine. You can't she cancel like, the ambulance. Straight, no. So I called, I called 911 and I said, hi, I'm at this party. That the, 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 the girl that wanted the ambulance, she left. She's no longer here. And uh, you can cancel the ambulance. Pulled up in front of my house. Uh, turned off the lights and then went back and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. It's college. We were at a party, you know, whatever. And and like uh, everybody was cool and got the, the go ahead. But like, fuck, man. It was it was weird. <laughs> that is weird. And, you, and weird. you are also a dick. Yeah. Uh, 911. Beep, beep, beep. Hello. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I think she had something at a party. You <laughs> did that? I, my friend, yeah, my friend, I, I, I think she's going to die. I need you to come quickly, the please. The whole thing. And I was just like, oh, oh man. boy. Because it was one of those things you where it was like, the worst. I've seen people at that point, you know, numerous people. Oh, no, people I would brownies, never like, want Ugh. the ambulance to actually come at that point. No, I no. want to like calm down the situation. Let's walk outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she called you out though, dude. Straight up. And I was just like, ugh. You fuck it. She she knew you. Like, if I was in that state too, like knowing you as long as I have too, like I would have been like, you fucking fake dialed and you had a fake conversation, you dick. <laughs> of course, that's gonna be your first move, Ross Patterson. <laughs> oh man, but I was I was trying to save everyone. I was trying to save everyone. You know? Was, You're I trying was to save yourself. The, the fucking buzzkill. Christmas. You're trying to save a buzzkill, dude. Grinch, you save Christmas is the way I like to look sure. at it. Sure, Um, fuck, I, I don't know where that went and why we went there, but I'm glad we did because we're just fucking you know, chilling. And yeah, chilling and chilling hotel. and talking and rapping, rapping about chopping life. it up. Uh, we get some sponsors, Jabes, who pay for this whole fucking thing to be on the air. So, okay, can I get a piece of chocolate while you do it? Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead. Help yourself. Go ahead. Help What's yourself. the first one? First up, we got straightrazors.com. Uh, finest, smoothest shave in all of the land. Um, if you if you follow my Instagram at stjames at stjames or my Facebook page, Ross Patterson, you might say to yourself, man, I remember you having a mustache and then you shaved it and you look smooth as fuck. You look tighter than a fucking, you know, 14 year old butthole. Maybe that's a bad reference. But. It's the reference of what a man could look like at 14 if you're fucking using straight razors to shave. Go to straightrazors.com for the finest shave in the biz. Also, they've got some fucking aftershave and cologne that is number one ranked in the world, and it is my favorite. It is called Smolder. I use it every goddamn day, and it's my favorite. So let's say you're not even sure about the razors. Grab a thing of Smolder and uh, get on with your life and let me know how. No, let me know how you like it. It's my, it's my favorite. Uh, go to straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. Again, that's straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. Uh, next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. I'm back. I'm back from getting chocolate and I'm going to fucking fuck you up. Yeah. You got a little strike force in that chocolate, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, strike Force Energy, by the way, is is sponsoring uh, the movie and the live shows. Um, so super grateful to them and Sean Matson, the boys. Got a fucking lovely care package from Strike Force. Whoever is at the, the live shows in Denver and Colorado, uh, uh, it's Colorado Springs. Sprang Colorado whoever Springs was, whoever break. was there. That's right. We're pre-recording this. Um, just a day, but just a day in advance. But uh, they're gonna. We're giving out free Strike Force to the entire crowd. Um, got them. So I'm repping their tees. I'm rocking their shit. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, myself, I'm feeling myself, myself, and I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm rocking my dick. I'm feeling myself. I'm rocking my dick. I'm feeling myself. No, don't don't say that. Anymore. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com for the tastiest, tiniest little tin pouch full of energy. In the land, uh, it goes in every single liquid you could have. You can also take it straight if you want. That's dangerous. First of all, it tastes better than five-hour energy. You can kick the can, and uh, you can just get some fucking strike force energy and live your life. I'm busy chasing that people. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Again, that's strikeforceenergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, we got a night she cries while he rides steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. 
Baby, baby. That was the best one you've ever done. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You've got honey in your voice tonight. I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're feeling yourself. <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling myself. Feeling I yourself. don't like to use that phrase, well, you but did. I, you know, I am. You did. Uh, look, kids, if you want the funniest book ever written uh, or audible, like I, I know a lot of people hit me up and they're like, yo, man, I get fucking long drives. Um, I like, dude, at night she cries while he rides to see six and a half hours of like nonstop comedy where you're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, highest, it's in the top 10 highest uh, ranked on audible.com as well. Um, so if you don't believe me, just believe the other fucking 9,000 reviews on that goddamn thing. Uh, go to Amazon.com, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Get yourself a copy of the book and put it inside your hands. Um, Ross Patterson wrote it. So I'm a genius. But I'm not so so much of a genius as uh, this fucking Clooney, man. Did you see the story today about George Clooney? No. God damn it, man. <clears throat> I was working. Um, so was I. I still, I still read. Um, I don't read. Man. I'm uh, working. Man, words, motherfucker. Can you read them? Can, I can read them. Okay, uh, what happened? So I'm reading these words. Of George Clooney. Remember that fucking tequila company started with his buddy? Yes. That Casamigos. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, fucking house friends is essentially what that means <laughs> in Spanish. Way to go, Jorge. <laughs> house um, buddies. Jorge Clooney. Yeah. House buddies. Fucking, um, so he started with Randy Gerber, who, Randy Gerber, if you don't oh, know. Oh, Cindy Crawford's husband. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Which, at this point, it's almost vice versa. Like he's a hotel magnate, mm-hmm. uh, and I at first I was like, "Oh, Sidney Crawford just married this fucking no-name gimpy guy," and it was like, "Oh, oh what he, no, whoa, whoa, whoa!" But back in the day, because they've been married for so long, it was like, "Oh, he built hotels," and he built a couple hotels and shit, and he had, he was look, he had some money, um, but you were like, "Ah, oh, I didn't really know the extent of it." Then, as the years ticked by. Then you find out he's like the fucking genius in the relationship where you're like, Jesus Christ, I mean, that motherfucker's built everything and he put this tequila company together with George Clooney because oh, they like tequila and fucking all. Hey, George. Yeah. What do you think if, yeah. So they're beef fries. They have been for a long time and uh, they vacation together and do the whole shit. They fucking start this tequila company. I want to say less is about less than three years ago. Um, You know. And you see these little smug ads of them, and you're like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You and your fucking rich buddies just want to start a tequila company, and I dig that. Sure. Congratulations. It's fucking awesome. Sure. Here's what's crazy. It's, they, they sold it today. It's mm-hmm. sold. You want to take a, a guess for how much? I, have, I can't. One billion Oh, my gosh. That's what I was going to guess. Was it really? I should have guessed that yeah. just because I thought it was going to be like the most outrageous number that I could pick. Like, okay, how about a billion with a B? One billion dollars they sold that fucking thing oh for. Oh, my gosh. And it's just those two? Uh, just fucking divvying up a billion? Uh, there was a couple There was a couple brothers, yeah, and some, yeah, yeah. a couple other partners. But, like, uh, I mean, all of them are going to just, you know, rake on this thing. Probably, probably 200 million a piece. And... It was one of those things where, like, they, they were interviewing afterwards, and they were like, "Do you ever think after like less than three years?" Asking George Clooney, like, less than three years, you just sold your company for one billion dollars? He's like, "No." What did never that dork patrol said? You know, he's a dork now. Who? Oh yeah, yeah, Clooney. George uh, Clooney. He's fucking, he's sixty. What are you gonna do? You know, no. I hope I'm not like that, but. He turned. When did he turn? Do you think? Uh, do you two remember? years ago. Yes, we were watching that. Interview Only two like, years Man. ago. I think it was a little bit. A lot earlier. of dad jokes. A lot of dad jokes. But but just the whole thing, like mm-hmm. the whole demeanor, even his like his face. 
you know, you would think he would be hot well into like like Sean Connery style. But something happened. He's still real good looking. He's good looking, but he just turned something happened. Uh, I, I a think switch I, turned off as far as like and it wasn't him getting married. It was no, before no, no, no. that. No, you're right. You're right. So it was before that. Yeah, he was still yeah. a bachelor, and yep. you're just like, I don't know, Clooney. Like, I just don't see that think, in you anymore. Well, here's the thing. And, and to that point, I have a friend who is pimpy, older, same exact thing, who was a fucking bachelor, you know, almost until 50. And then all of a sudden, like, and he was always really cool, like, really hip, really on top yeah. of shit, really sharp. Um, almost the same exact story. He got married, had a couple of kids in a row, and like now, like he is just the nerdiest motherfucker of all time. And I'm like, man, I I think I think what happens is if you go bachelor that hard into that age, you're trying so hard to keep up with the trends and seem cool and be able to have conversations. Because look, let's be honest, you know. I'm sure it's a blast banging 20 year olds your your entire fucking life. Sure, but you can't have conversations with them. You can't have conversations with a 20 year old. So you're you're forced mentally to try to keep up with the Kardashians or fucking Instagram, something to relate to these girls about. Okay, I think at a certain point, and again, I would pin it to right, right along the time he started dating this woman, is where it went downhill. She was kind of his age, and then she was like, "Hey, man, you can fucking relax. Like, we don't have to." You don't have to talk about the Olsen twins, you know, anymore. Or like something to seem. Cool. You don't think it was before her? I don't. I think it, I don't I think wanna, it was right I around the same time. I don't want it to be correlated with. I don't want it to, to be that he was a bachelor and then he wasn't a bachelor and he's not cool. It was before not, not, that for yeah, right, me. But not not before. It, it was definitely before he got married, but he was in that relationship to me. This is just to me. Okay. We're speculating wildly. So you here. think after. I think still I think when he, he I think was he with got, your, got comfortable in your that friend. Relationship. What's her name? Oh, uh, Keebler. Yeah. Yeah. So when she was with Ke- when when he was with Keebler, I still kind of felt I I felt towards the end of that like eh, I don't see it. You're you're not doing it for me anymore. Now this is coming from somebody that George well, he Clooney. Getting, he was getting but, hurt a lot playing basketball and all that other shit. Had a bunch of surgeries. Yeah. Uh, I I just think it, look it's too hard to keep up that for that long. And as you get older, anyone in life, anyone. It, it really just doesn't get cute. It's really not cute. It's not cute, one. Two, Past a certain point. It wears on you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exhausting. It's got to be exhausting. Um, and then three, it's like, hey, man, you've got enough money and like, there's probably other shit in life that you can't buy anymore. Which right. is like, because people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you got married and had kids. I can why wouldn't he? everything else mean? probably we got boring at that point? Well, because look, everybody's like, "Oh, the eternal bachelor, I'll never get married, I'll fucking do this." I think at that point, money, trips, fucking Rome, all of it got boring, and he was just like, "I don't, I don't need, I, I can't even." Yeah, yeah, right. We can't even have that conversation. Trips and Rome got boring. I, I, I think it did when you Maybe. don't have kids, and it's just like, all right, cool. It's true. If what you are don't you doing have hanging somebody... out, like, yeah, what are you doing hanging out in Rome by yourself? You can mm-hmm. have all your buddies over all the time, but it's like, all right, great. You call the maid the next day to come up clean up your place, and then you're fucking back by yourself, and you got to do something else. He hasn't been starring in a lot of movies lately. Um, he's been producing some, but. Uh, it's other hard other for than things. that, you know, he, he's more into like UN and all that other yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's um, hard for things to, to actually happen if you don't have somebody else there to see it. 
if you're doing all this rad shit by yourself, it's yeah. kind of like and nobody sees and it. And we know yeah. that or, or we do enjoy stuff. It. Yeah. Like we do cool shit, and you're like, holy fuck, I can't believe we get to. Do yeah, this but stuff. then you'll also like have to work somewhere else, and I'll have to work somewhere else, whatever. And it's like yeah. you're always like, ah, like you'll see something cool, and it'll be like, it's cool. Yeah, but like. Did it really happen? Is it as cool without someone else there to be like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, Look at that Ku Klux Klan member punch that penguin in the face. I know. How did the penguin escape the zoo? It's too hot for that penguin to be outside. I know. And did this you guy see punched that? It. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. You know, it's like yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, your typical run of the mill stuff. Normal life. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh man, did you see all that fucking manatee meat? Yeah. That got thrown out the window yeah. and it hit that old lady. She fucking stunk, man. I, you know? <laughs> I can't. I don't care that she went to the hospital. She fucking stunk, man. That manatee meat smelled old. Um, but yeah, it's true. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think he got sick of it and tired of it, and all of it caught up with him. And then, dude, you just fucking become a, a weird dad. You know, I'm sure it'll happen to me at some point. Probably not, but um, <laughs> you know. Door. I'll be cool Beat for it. life. Beat it, I'll nerd. Be... Get out of here. I'll be I fuck. shove I'll bullies. Be fu- I'll be fucking cool for life. Uh, I like to read too much and and listen to too much shit. That's what Clooney said. No, that's not what Clooney said. Oh, Clooney's he said still that he listening said to fucking all Sinatra. The time. I'm oh, literally he, waiting he for. He still listen to Sinatra. <laughs> he does. That's why he listens to Sinatra and shit. Is like Clooney, the yeah. daddest it is, music of all time. So yeah, he listens to Sinatra. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I was. I was. New fucking... York. I mean, I had, a, I had a what a six-hour drive the other day to drop off uh, off the dog, and like I couldn't even go the full six without buying the new fucking Lord album, Two Chains, um, and then fucking Young Thug. Like that was my whole back and forth for six hours listening to those three new albums, and it's still like even after I was finished with those, I was like, fuck, is there anything else out? You know what was that? I fucking found that bootleg DJ Khaled listening to that shit. Um, mm. So cool. I just, I just no, it's not that. I just like new shit. Like mm-hmm. I just want new, interesting shit. By the way, that Young Thug album, fuck me, that was good. Um, so was Lord. Two of my face. DJ Khaled's Lord's album, a, shitty. Lord's a fucking. I mean, amazing. amazing. Front to back, amazing. Uh, fucking DJ Khaled's album, piece of shit. That song you had was Rihanna sucked. Like I was super disappointed. I, I, I looked at that track list before I played it, and I was like, oh fuck. I mean, it is literally like the most famous people in the world. It's just like, how do you fuck this up? All you have to do is find r- relatively decent beats, and you can just crush hits with the talent you have. And it's just shit, generic shit to me. I, I didn't, I just didn't dig it. Whereas Young Thug, that motherfucker, I don't, I don't know what planet he was on when he did that album, but I was like, bravo, good sir, bravo. I mean, it was like mixtures of country in it, and like uh, a lot of singing, but like from chicks and dudes and like it was fucking wild man i listened to that thing twice listen to lord two or three times that was great um big fan. two chains his album was pretty fucking dope like i'd say 75 percent of that album was pretty goddamn solid um so yeah i there was some cool shit that i got to listen to um you know it's not fucking cool though not fucking cool is quentin tarantino what happened um He's not going to make, like, he's not going to put anything out till like, 2019, he said. I thought he wasn't doing anything else. He said he's going to do two more movies. Okay. And then he's done. He's going to, he said he's going to make 10 total. Okay. And then drop the fucking mic. Literally, this is his words, not mine. He says, I'm going to drop the mic and see if anybody can beat these 10 films. And that was his exact words. And 
I, 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 he says he's working on a movie now. He's writing it. He's going to shoot it in 2018, but he's like, it won't even be released until 2019. So it's like, that fucking sucks. I like his shit. I'm a big fan of Tarantino. Yeah. Well, you are, you've always been. I know. And like when I read that, I was Were like, you, how did you always get his scripts first? Um, or yeah, I don't. Do you had an if, agent if I have, or something? Yeah, if I haven't told this story on the podcast, um, in you do it quickly. In LA, uh, the day that Quentin Tarantino turned in a script to his agent or, or the studio, um, it would get leaked. Uh-huh. All the assistants from every agency all over town would get it. Um, they would immediately send it to the the people that loved it. You know, obviously, I was one of them. So, so they I, were just sending them to clients only of the agency, yes. basically. And it okay. was, and, and it wasn't like it wasn't in a, in a spiteful like. No, oh, no, no. Oh, I'm fucking leaking. Just these this. are the people that would be cool about it. Yes. that wouldn't like. 100. percent And they also knew like, hey, if you were trying to be a fucking genius or a creative fucking, you know, enterprise out there, these scripts. Or you'll never read anything like them, and 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 it was the truth. Like to this day, so like every time one of his scripts came out for one of his new movies, dude, the assistants went; they were gone for the day. Everybody was gone for the day, and you would just sit and read. You'd take the day off and read his scripts, and they read That's like novels, great, correct? Uh, read, they read they read like novels, and it was like uh, the my my favorite written one. Um, and this isn't my favorite Tarantino movie. I, I love the movie, but it was it, writing wise was uh, the opening 17 or 18 pages of Inglorious Bastards. I was like, oh my God, this is fucking incredible. Because it's just the, the, the way that Did they... you not read in past that or you just didn't no, 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 like no. past that? When I, I, I specifically remember reading those pages and how powerful they were. I read the rest of the script, okay, obviously. Okay. But those first 17 or 18 pages, I was like, Oh my Blown God. Away. Yes, because it was, um, you know, the Germans walking over the floorboards. You could hear, he described how the floorboards creaked and these people underneath the floorboards hiding from the Germans. And that's exactly how he shot it. Yes. So, so everything that he writes in his scripts is exactly how he shoots it. And you don't, there's no, there's no changing of dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking improv. No, no, no. Like it's that. And like, the cool thing about it is he is writing almost as a reminder to tell himself what to shoot. So when you read this, you're yeah. like, oh, shit. I mean, you're, you're literally describing every last detail in the room where typically scripts, it's just a three-line description of like interior house. And then day. up to the you know interpretation of yeah, the director. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you know, a woman walks in her mid-20s, sits down at a table with Rick, mid-20s. Uh, he starts leaving, le- leaving through a newspaper and they have a conversation mm-hmm. and then it goes into the dialogue of what, right. they're, what they're talking about. Quentin Tarantino's scripts are like, so he descriptive. walked up over yeah. the grass. The grass was three inches way too uncut, you know, and you're like, it should have been trimmed oh, down three. Inches. Yeah. You could see the boots slowly stomping down the grass of the thing. And you're like the creaking of the door and the old man and the, everything. And you're just like, Oh fuck. He's describing every last description. Now, from a writer's perspective, you might ask, like, hey, why doesn't everybody write like that? Like, I, I don't get it. You can't. Like, you, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're as famous as Tarantino, no one will read a script. No, they'll of be that like, length. what is this shit? Yes. Yeah. And they'll be like, fuck off. This mm-hmm. is, I can't turn this into a studio. Mm-hmm. Because it's him and because you know his movies. And that's the other thing when you read his scripts, you already know his films. So, therefore, when you read this, 
you know exactly how he's going to shoot it, the music, all of it. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is going to be dope. Um, so that that's why he's my fave. And the fact that, you know, he's not doing anything for two more What's years. What's your favorite Tarantino? I don't know if I've ever. Uh, to, like number one all time Tarantino. Yeah, look, to, to this day, it's still Pulp Fiction, obviously. Um, okay. I just. Was that me, the first one you ever saw? Yes, it was. And and I and I know where I was when I watched it and what what it did to me personally. And I and I think that's why um that that, that it's my number one is because it kind of changed my life. Like it kind of changed mm-hmm. my thinking. Um I was never into super independent films at that point. Um and then I'd gone to and I, so I didn't see pulp fiction in theaters. I didn't. Like I just was just like, oh, this looks fucking weird. It's gonna be some art house picture, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh no no no, you gotta see, you gotta see, you gotta see. And I was like, fuck it. And then I was uh, in college. It was on. We, we used to have this like really cool indie college channel that just like illegally showed movies. Oh um, weird. It was fucking dope, and it showed the best shit ever that I didn't see. And it was almost like they knew college kids or whatever the fuck it was, and like um so. Uh, Pulp Fiction came on one night and I was sick and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm here. I'm not getting out of bed. And I was like, everybody keeps talking about this fucking movie. I guess I'll watch this fucking movie. I watched it and it was to me at that time, the greatest film I'd ever seen. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then immediately I went back like the next day, went in a fucking blockbuster and got Reservoir Dogs. I was like, I got to see everything Reservoir this guy's Dogs. ever done. Um, all of that shit. And so then after that, it was super fan right um i i've loved almost all of his movies except for one i well i didn't like jackie brown really yeah just didn't dig it i didn't dig dig jackie brown at all did you like the um grindhouse shit that he did with rodriguez it was okay i mean look crazy thing and this is gonna sound real really fucked up and arrogant but like at that point i'd done a maybe two or three of those grindhouse movies that were super crazy on budgets that were less than a half a million dollars a piece and it was just like what i was able to do with with that versus that that mm-hmm. fucking thing was i thought i could have done that movie all of it better writing from writing to directing it like i thought i could have done better than that because like i just done a couple of those saint james movies back to back and i was like fuck I, to me i can beat that but since he split that movie, you know, with somebody mm-hmm. else, I, don't, I really don't look at it as a full Tarantino movie. Like, well, they, he had a Tarantino side and a Rodriguez side, right? I didn't like either. Okay. Um, but, um, so my number one is uh, Reservoir Dogs, and then two would be True Romance, but he just wrote True Romance. Right. But I still associate that with him. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because it's so Tarantino. He could have directed it, and it, it look, it probably would have been even better. Even better. Yeah. But it... Because I think knowing from you what you told me about his writing being so descriptive, yeah. I don't know if that's how it was for his first script. Probably it, it, it always not is. No. really. Yeah, yeah, it always so is. So I think it helped the director to do that's it basically yes. like a Tarantino film and, and, without and I, Tarantino directing and, it. And I think that's how he got the financing and all that other shit after that was they were like, yo, you did True Romance? Because everybody read that script in town, right. you know, and they were probably like, Oh fuck! I bet you could do that if you wrote a script like that. You could definitely direct this. I'm sure. Right. Um, but and the way that he wrote it. That's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Director's like yeah cut. But uh, Hateful Eight, I enjoyed the fuck out of Hateful okay. Eight. Okay. Um, I saw it in L.A. Uh, I was in 
fuck post production on a movie that I just directed. It was uh, Range Fifteen. It was a post, and I had to wait for this like fucking five hour render process. So I usually go see movies while shit is rendering before mm-hmm. I can I can see it. Like you know, and I was like, uh, Hateful Eight was out, and it was at the Cinerama Dome. So oh, I, okay. I got to see it in seventy millimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole shit, all the way he intended it, what you know, made it. Sure. Um, it was a you know a musical prelude and all that oh, shit. Oh dang! Yeah, but it was this western. There was an intermission, so it was like. So you left the theater, got a like drink or something. Uh, oh, dude, because so, the movie was like three hours long, oh, three hours right. plus. So there's an intermission halfway between. Well, you know, after the first hour and a half, you've already eaten your popcorn, your candy, and all sure, that shit. Sure, you need to re-up. Re-up on both. And Dang. so, not only that, but like the way the first part ended, uh, it ended with this like crazy death. So, and then it just stops, and it's like, <gasps> and then it just comes up on the screen. Intermission, and you were like, oh, fuck. So, I, I mean, I, because I knew, I saw people going out to get to get more food and shit. I ran out, grabbed my popcorn and candy, ran back in and got my seat, and I was just waiting for that thing to start while i was waiting that music started playing again that score had kicked in that old school mm-hmm. western score it was just like but it was only for the intermission you were like god damn it this is awesome and, and like as far as theater experiences go in a movie theater that's one of the best I, in, in my life where i was just like oh my god um and it, the whole thing takes place in one one cabin and it's that fucking exciting where you're just like god damn it this is good um, he's one of the best. One of the best. Uh, but but yeah. So Jackie Brown, I didn't dig the the fucking. Do you like the Kill Bills? Love, love, love both. I had to go back. God, I love both of those yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, and I saw both of those in theaters too, and I was just like, oh boy, you were a fucking master. Like, and I went, I went to. God, this is, this is just thinking about this out loud now. This is gonna sound super strange. I went to four of his movies by myself because I think I was in post on my own movies. Mm-hmm. So I saw Hateful Eight alone. I saw Inglorious Bastards alone. I saw and then both the Kill Bills alone too because mm-hmm. um, I was working on my yeah. own shit. And when I was there, nothing is more inspiring than seeing just a fucking awesome original movie where you're yeah. just like, oh man. So yeah, the Kill Bills were my jam. Like. I mean, they ended perfectly. They were they were perfect films. So good. The music, the different direction that Everything. he was going, like the way that he can master like literally every kind of weird yeah. subculture. Yeah. It's crazy. You also know as a director, like I, I won't I will never be that good. Um and it's right. it, it's for the reason of I I care about comedy more and laughter mm-hmm. and things like that, and jokes. I don't have the the patience to sit there and shoot Uma Thurman's toes on a on a linoleum tile floor curling up. Where you're just like, man, that is a fucking crazy insert shot of right. just just her big toe and middle toe mm-hmm. curling up on a floor, or, or like, and you're like, man, I, I. How does your mind work? Like, it's it's just one of those. Not things. only that, but like, just to, I, I for me too. There's still something where telling an actor to do that for fucking eight takes or whatever, like, it just seems like, oh, I'm wasting your time. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I don't know. All of his shit all the way around um, is incredible. And and you realize, like, all right, cool. Look, I can make some funny-ass fucking movies, but uh, creatively, would they look like that? Um, 
probably not. It's just mm-hmm. it's just something built in that guy that's different. Um, and I guess people will probably say the same about Stanley Kubrick. However, however, uh, to me, I like Tarantino's movies better. It's like I, I don't I don't ever sit I don't ever sit and watch Kubrick movies again. I watch them once, then I was like, all right, right, uh, it was cool. It I was like his cool. relationship with is it Michael Madsen? Madsen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that weird relationship that they're like he uses him weirdly in everything right in every one of his movies like he'll have a small at least a small and like part Madsen will clean up for him oh yeah he'll get Madsen sober for, for his movie mm-hmm. and then go straight to hell afterwards sure like, but uh, he for did whatever it reason. yeah 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 He's, um, he did it the kill bills he was incredible um amazing but uh i i i, I worked with a guy who worked with uh, on a tarantino movie once have you told the Madsen story Oh boy! In the the paper with the paper bag, the money in the paper bag and shit, and like the plane. Oh like, uh, yeah. Uh, Do we not? I, I haven't. I haven't told. That okay, story. carry on. Carry on. I, I we'll leave that I as a cliffhanger. Actually, I don't care. Uh, fuck it. it he's. <laughs> I don't. I just think love he will... him so much that that story for me was like, oh man, really? Yeah, I did, I did too, but uh, I. <sighs> I don't think I, I think he would be virtually impossible to work with now. So like I, I I'll tell that story. Fuck it. Um, I was on my first movie ever that I I got made writing wise. Uh, one of the producers friends with Michael Madsen. Obviously, I was a huge fan. Um, you know from fucking from Reservoir Free Willy, Dogs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Free Free. Oh, it was the, a triumph. For he free was Willy. the dad. I know. I free, he was so good. So good. In that. Uh, um, no, but I, obviously from Pulp Fiction and, and Reservoir Dogs and all that shit. And they were like, dude, I think I can get Michael Matson coming to this movie. I was like, oh my God, that'd be incredible. And I was like, let me call him. Let me talk to him, send him the scripts. And I was like, great. Um, came in the next day. He was like, dude, Matson's in, man. I was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I started telling people. I was like, dude, right. Michael Matson's going to be You learned movie. not to do that. After that yeah. movie, I did. Um, and, and the producer was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a, he's got a weird request. And like, yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine with it. And I was like, yeah, hey, what is it? And he was like, well, you know, he wants he wants ten thousand dollars for the day, you know. And I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. That's fine. Um, and he was just like, ah, <laughs> he wants it in a paper bag <laughs> in cash. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you've encountered that. I've encountered before, that. Well, yeah, that was my first encounter. Okay, okay. It. Since when, then, it's been pretty common. We're about to go to a a, a premiere of. of my new film, not a not a war story that I executive produce. I'm in. So are you? You're in mm-hmm. this movie as well. We're going to it in L.A. In this movie, you will see me pay off five, six different people in cash in this film. So this story won't, won't be a surprise later. Trust me. Um, so I, at the time, though, I was surprised and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So I I, I go to the bank because I'm also producing. I go to the bank. I get this fucking ten thousand dollars in in cash. It's in a bag or whatever, and. Um, I'm waiting for him, you know, the next day or whatever. Uh, he gets fucking hammered on a flight from London. Did you pay for this flight? No, he was just coming back. He was coming back from shooting another movie. So, okay. So he was coming luckily, back. Luckily, I didn't pay for the flight. Right, right, right. So he um, was coming back from London. He was coming back from London. It's going to be on the thing. And I was just like, man, we can't find Matson. I was like, he's not in the trailer. He's not here. He's not, you know, like, what's what's the fucking deal? Um, and then we're like, you know, uh, the, the first idea was like, let's just shoot all the other shots. We'll save him for the end. I don't know. And we'll start calling his agent and people and all this shit. Uh, we, we were shooting all night. So about four or five hours in was our dinner for that night. And we broke for dinner. And uh, the AD comes up to me and he goes, uh, hey, Ross, mm-hmm. I got some bad news. Um, mm-hmm. 
Michael Madsen isn't going to make it. And I was like, is that, is that going to make it today? Is that going to make the movie today? And it was like, no, uh, he's not going to make it in the movie at all. And I was like, what? And they were like, I was like, did you get, what, did you get a hold of his agent or something? He didn't, he didn't want to do it. He got cold feet. And they were like, no, no. He got hammered on a flight back from London. And he got arrested. He's at Heathrow Airport. He's, he's, he's arrested. Oh, he's God. In, and, and that's I, kind of. And I was like, fuck. And, and I was like, when, in me, like I was naive producer at this point. I was just like, it was, it was the second thing I had ever produced, and uh, the first thing was a show for MTV, which is me and my buddy, mm-hmm. one of my my best friends. So like, I I didn't have to hire a bunch of famous actors and shit. Right. So like, uh, I was like, well, maybe we could just wait and he'll be back or whatever. It was like, we don't have any timetable when he's coming back. Like, no, this no, is, no. This is a, a fucking candle in the wind, and I was like, oh man. So I never got to work with Mike Matson. That makes me. I it makes me sad, but it's like. Part of me is kind of like, that's Madsen. You it know is. what I mean? It is. Like but if you give him a longer than three hour flight, <laughs> he's not he's not landing without cuffs on. Do you know what I mean? Like 18 hours in yeah. the air for Madsen? Yeah. Who thought that was going to be a good idea? I know. I know. But anyway, so you're just like, you know, you learned. Learned. And I, but you I know, love that because I, I love him. So I, I didn't like, lose. I didn't lose a flight. You didn't give him, it. and you didn't give him money. No, didn't give okay. him the money. So it was just I mean, a shitty. Here, here I am, just walking around because we we were shooting in like Simi Valley, this bowling alley. Here I'm just walking around with fucking ten thousand dollars and a rolled up lunch <laughs> lunch bag in my pocket. Yeah. I'm just little. Do you know that was like a the way it works? Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned real quick after that. It was just like holy shit. I've paid, you know. I will say this. I've paid six figures in cash to someone. Yeah, in a paper bag. Yeah. Why do they always want in a paper bag? I don't know. I've also paid somebody high five figures where, where they wanted, their agents wanted to meet me in a back room. And the guy had like one of those visors on like, in, like, a, like a horse track, you know? Uh-huh. And he licked his fingers and counted off every dollar. Even though I'd went to Bank of America... And like had it written on the outside. And All everything. of it. It was a brand new fucking Ugh. thing. And it was just like, uh, and at the Boy. end, at the end, he goes, he waves the last, you know, fucking bill. And he goes, ah, man, I thought you were going to be like uh, 60 short. And he said it seriously. And I was like, fuck, what the fuck? What, what do the you, fuck do you think I would do? Like, I, I went to go get burritos or something like, you know, thought I'd leave you 60 short. Um, not only that, but would you care that that dollar amount? Like, fuck off. Um, but yeah, I was. I was Seen it and done at this point with this fucking weird shit. Uh, but but Matson, that hurts my soul. I know because I wanted to work with Matson. That would have been cool. Hey, you never know. And that's not a bad story. That's like what happened. It's not like no, talking uh, shit. It's, it's not, just not like, all. hey, Matson, like we really wanted to work with you. Not at all. And you, you know, you you <laughs> you had a little bit too much fun. Listen, yeah. we've been there, man. Yeah, I had a buddy work with uh, who's amped, super amped to work with Mickey Rourke. And, oh my God! Uh, there's another one. I know. Don't give him a longer than know. two hours. So, so my buddy was just like, "Yo, man, I got this fucking indie movie with Mickey Rourke," and like Mickey Rourke was coming off like the wrestler, and you know, Ugh. he was Mi- back. Mickey was wrestler. Back. Mickey Rourke was like, back. you had a small window. Yeah. In there. I know. I know. Really small. And uh, so my buddy was just like, "Man, I'm gonna see with him. 
I'm going to get to act with Mickey Rourke. How fucking dope is that? And I was like, oh, <sighs> it's going to be incredible. Oh, my God. This is before you learn not to say anything. Yeah. First, I know. So what happened was Mickey was so late throughout the day that this scene kept getting pushed, pushed, pushed. Finally, you know, the, the directors and all that shit were like, hey, man. So we're going to shoot your close-ups first. Uh, and then, then we'll, you know, we'll wait for Mickey and go to Mickey or whatever. So mm-hmm. like shot his close-ups. But then at that point, uh, they're getting closer to overtime. So they don't want to pay everybody overtime. So they, you know, you start to have to cut people. You try to cut as many people as you can. Try to pay everybody as least overtime as you can. My buddy got cut. Mickey Rourke came in like two hours later. Did his scenes with just the fucking script supervisor. <laughs> That's it. So God. Like, <laughs> You this didn't fucking really get to work on you're just sucks like, yeah. man. Mad. Uh. So yeah, uh, there's there's uh there, there's a lot of people like that that you were like, really? That's the fucking deal, huh? That's the that's the deal. Matson at least is like that story is you're, you're like you're right. It's Matson, so at least it's like a cool story. Where you're it's like, a cool, right, cool story. It's like he fucking you know he can't help himself, man. It's not like he just didn't show up. Yeah. Like he made a mistake for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, you're right. He cleans up for Tarantino that you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, he cleans up for Tarantino for a couple weeks and then he just goes right to the fucking toilet. <sighs> and then gets back gets back yeah. into it, dude. Yeah. God, that's someone I would want to see like out. Do you think he goes out? He yeah, go he out, goes out, he? but he's like one of those sweaty drunks where it's like all of his clothes are sweaty. Um, where you're like, man, this is this is too much. No, you're right. He's not he's not a cute drunk these days. Yeah, you're like this. This is too much. Uh, Madsen was my jam, though. Talk about crush. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get it. Major. I get it. Yeah, Madsen was sweet. And he's also always been old. So I've like always had a crush on older Madsen. Michael right? Madsen. Yeah. Because yeah. when when was he young? I think the I youngest. Know. I don't I've... even know how old he is now. I have no idea because he because even like like. Our kid watches Free Willy all the time. We watch Free Willy. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Cool. That was in like '93, right? And he was, but he still, still he looks was a dad. like yeah, yeah. He's still like like '40s. And you were like, hey, bro, <laughs> when were you? When was that year you were super young? I I don't know if he was in movies that young, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I I would think that he was. Like he seems like one of those guys who was always working and um and doing shit. But uh, yeah, '58. What is he? Yeah, is no, he is he is he fifty eight years old? No, he's born in fifty eight. Oh, so he's he's about to turn sixty. He'll be sixty next year. Yeah. Um. By the way, he uh, started in eighty two though. Yeah. Started yeah, acting, so yeah. he started, and he was probably one of those New York guys. He was yeah. Just like, man, yeah. This is real acting, like him, Mickey Rourke, like all those guys were like, fucking act hard, live hard, fucking drink hard, fuck fuck your shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, oh, the other thing I want to tell you about the, uh, the that happened today, the fucking of, of course my prediction of like books and you know interviews and movies for the Cosby jury, oh god, already starting. Um, so a- a- ABC News has uh, the the very first exclusive interview with one of the jurors from the Bill Cosby trial, um, and he says he says. Um, that 10 of the 12 jurors agreed he was guilty on two counts. On a third count, only one of the jurors believed he was guilty. So I, it wasn't as hung, I guess, as people thought or the press had made it out Why to be. Why can they do a partial verdict then? Didn't do it. Um, so they said two people, um, 
two people were 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 holdouts. So it 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 was closer than it than it than it might have been. But you know, Rostradamus fucking you're right. Called it. I called it. I I would be really curious. This is one we don't really gloat that much about. No, no, no. Because it's not a good win. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I, I would be really curious uh, to hear out of one of those two people what their reasoning was. Um, because that, that would be the curious. Yeah. Like this guy, I, I guarantee you this guy's going to go on. And, and the interview's not out yet, so we, we have no fucking right. idea. But I, I guarantee you this guy's going to go on. It's like, I found it disgraceful. These two other jurors were so hard to deal with and blah, blah, blah. And I voted guilty. Uh, I, what I, who I really want to hear from, though, is the people who were like, he was not guilty. And say why. Because um, that would be real. You think it'd be interesting, but it's like, it's really just going to be like, I just couldn't get past this one word. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. Because they really like. I don't want to say groom, but they really instruct them in the beginning a lot about like thinking of things in certain ways. And do you think they really did find people that didn't know much about it before it started? Because you're supposed to find people that like don't no, really, I, you know. I, I, like all of that shit is bullshit to me. Like, yeah. I, you know, you're, what are you going to find a bunch of... F- Go, go on, go living. on farmers.com yeah. or, or whatever it is and fucking farmersonly.com. Yeah, go to farmersonly.com and good luck after that. Um, because I, I just, I don't think you're going to find anybody who didn't know what was going on in that. Unless you're just completely fucking retarded. Like there's just no way. Just no, no plausible way. That's why it's not really a jury of your peers because if it's not people that like keep up with shit oh, yeah. then it's like who are you <laughs> like, yeah it's you know it's these fucking weirdos yeah. and like uh you know whenever you interview a jury Old, older people and weirdos yeah it's always so fucking awkward to me where it's just like uh who are these people of all these walks of life and you know they get in this room and they already hate each other to begin with because they're getting paid 25 dollars a day mm-hmm. and uh they're fucking pissed off about being there and it's just ugh, the whole fucking thing um, the whole because who are you if you can take off either work or what you know what I mean have like, you ever gotten jury duty um, I haven't I've been yeah I mean I haven't gotten jury duty but I've been some gotten jury summit what do you call it I had to go there um, sit in the fucking room go in they interviewed me for this guy that got uh, this military guy that got a DUI and um, or got caught drinking whatever DUI I think and so they were going to do a whole trial because this little fucker didn't want to like he was taking it all the way to the edge because he didn't want to get in trouble right so he took it so far that he was, he was gonna, in the military he, yeah and he I was taking him, I, I would have given him a pass a- any veteran given him a pass yeah 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 I didn't kill anybody I would have been like eh, oh for sure man if you. I had sat on the yeah. jury but yeah. I didn't I could not at that point do it and I also like. I don't. What I so forget what, what, what I what said. Ended up, do you know what happened with the guy? Did you ever find out? Or were you? Were you I were didn't you bounced at that point. I didn't find out, but I like got so far as to like in the box, and I think the lawyer wanted me because I was like around his same age and like younger, and he thought that like I would be the perfect person to be on his on the jury. And I was just like, look, man, like I just don't have right now a really good view of law enforcement or not. Right. No, no, like um. The law, I guess. I had like gotten in trouble or something. The law. Like, the law. Yeah. In everything, judges, lawyers, what, everything. I was just like, but I was kind of just trying to get out of it because I could, I had to work. 
Like I can't. Yeah. But you can't yeah. say that. So you well, have to find different ways to be like, oh man, I'm just like down on, you know, the government and everything. And I just think that, you know, no rules, anarchy or something. You have to yeah. say something yeah, that they're like, it. oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been summoned. Uh, That's what it is, sorry. Four times for jury duty. Did you in, go? In Los Angeles. Did you do a trial at all? Not one single time. What did you do to get out of it? Ask me if I even went. Ugh. Didn't even go. Uh, all of my friends who had lived there told me, they were like, and you know what's fucked up? If you voted, that's, that's, that's when you get it. Yeah. And so or I was if like, you register. If you register to vote. I voted and it was like, it was, it was, it was 2000. I just moved there. It was uh, 2000. So I voted and then I no fucking shit. Every two years i got jury duty for mm -hmm. fuck, fuck eight years or whatever it was once and I was you like, get on the grid man yeah so i uh uh my buddy was like look if you never open this you know technically you don't know like you so you don't mm -hmm. have to go to jury and i was like really is that a real thing no um it is all right nothing happened uh, nothing didn't go four times in a row um and i was just like eh, i don't live here i never got that that was it i never even fucking called never no paper trail nothing um, I went, yeah. Yeah, didn't, didn't, wouldn't do it. I uh, just don't. Uh, I don't know what's worse, like what I did or what you did. Because I, I, I should have served I'll on the goddamn mine. jury. That's your, that's what you're supposed to do. I'll tell you mine. And I didn't do it for twenty five dollars a day. Not no fucking prayer. No fucking prayer. Are you yeah, keeping me for twenty five dollars? Something is it like, that we have I can't, to do. I, can't, I know, it, but it isn't. Um, and here, if here's, I got it now, why. I would have to do it. Here was my, here was my whole. Here's my whole bitch fest on jury duty. You need, there's trials all across America every single day. Mm. There's millions of people out of work. Why not take a fucking online course about the basics of law and jury duty rights and then have professional jurors? We have it in the NFL with referees. Uh, we have it in the NBA with referees. Like, you know, you know the rules. Then you go in and fucking, you, you make a, a fair and just decision Based on what the rules are in your professional juror, you get paid for it. Um, so you have a, it's a nine to five job. You get a salary for it. And then th you just rotate. And then you decide these trials all the time. Um, I think that, that would be the most effective way to get fair and true verdicts in this country is if you paid people. Instead, you get these weird fucking people in. The people that end up doing it, you know, eight times out of 10, they got nothing else to do. And they're like, yo, I don't fuck. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they really don't care about the trial. Any celebrity goes in there. They're usually starstruck and those motherfuckers mm -hmm. get off every single time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, I, I think you need to hold it at a higher value, pay people to go there um, and then have professional juries who decide these cases and then really determine what the law is. Because let's face it, this, the verdict in this Cosby thing was bullshit. The, the verdicts in, you know, Half of these cases are fucking bullshit. If you, if you have money and you could buy your way out of, you know, uh, a jury, you know, verdict or whatever it is, you can do it. You mm. can fucking do it. You get biased. You're good to go on anything. You can fucking murder three or four people. It's true. So I, I don't, the, that whole thing, I never felt bad about it once because I was just like, ah, you know, you get on there. It's like my, you know, all my buddies, you, everybody who's gone to jury today, you're just like, man, it's the weirdest like mix of like, eclectic weird people it's like being at the dmv but all day you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying and then if you get on a trial fucking god knows how long you're gonna be on that goddamn thing mm -hmm. so it's like uh, I, I don't know I, listen I, I would do it now because they would put me up in a hotel you 
couldn't come and visit me. Yeah, you would love that. Jack would love that, yeah. I would just be able to shut it down my way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every, Every night. night at 7.30. If it was a murder trial, yeah. I think I'd be sort of into it now. Um, at the time, you know, I'm not going to fucking sit there for a DUI I don't case. know. I saw you wince at those Nicole Brown Simpson photos in that OJ doc. I think yeah, if it was you're a gr- right. If you're I, right. I, I think if it was a gruesome murder, because you know the yeah. jury actually gets to see the real photos. They have to, and they have to like examine them. Oh yeah, and videos and nine one one tape. All of it. I think that I'm. I yeah. I I would not be able to. Now that you're saying it. Yeah. It would have to be. It would have to be like a Cosby type thing. Yeah. I remember. I remember uh, Don Cheadle got jury duty, and like, because a lot of people just go in and say, "Yo, I'm not fucking doing this," and like, I'll say he's guilty or whatever, and it was just like, "That's kind of what I do." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he went in and was just like, "What, well, you know, how do you feel about law enforcement, whatever this thing was?" And he was just like, "I don't like the police. In my my experience, I've had bad experiences with the police. And they're you know arresting like so too, too Cheadle many. did exactly what I did. Yeah, and he, and he bounced and bounced mm-hmm. on it. But they uh, don't like that. Like, if just so you guys know, if you ever want to get out of it. Just say you have a really bad, like, you have a, whatever. Yeah, you have a hard time with the law. <laughs> what did I say? The law, the gov- government, yeah, lawyer, the, government. the law. The I think law. I said Johnny Law. I said I don't like Johnny Law. I, w- I wonder how they even pulled juries in fucking California because everybody's so liberal and it's like, oh, I don't want to do it. So put out by shit. Like, I don't even, I even get juries. Because me on that, co- hypothetical, so let's put me on that Cosby jury, right? I would have probably, whoever those two fucking people were that, that, that were holding out, mm-hmm. literally you just- You would have bullied them. All, you yeah, shove all bullies. All day long. I mean, all. you're a bully and you shove nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's you, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I would have looked at these two fucking people and just said, hey, man- Get your fucking shit together so we can go the fuck home. <laughs> yeah. Of course he rapes like 90 people. Did you watch the goddamn, like, yes. Seriously. Like, f- write your shit. You what, bring your phone in there and show them videos. What don't you understand, yeah. Mark? Yeah. yeah. Or whoever yeah. these people are. Mark, what don't you understand, you fucking dipshit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on those fuckers. Oh, I know. B- Stan and Bill. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. Those fucking guys. Um, last but not least, here tonight, Jabes, uh, we, we we had a shocker at the box office this weekend. Kind of want to kind of want to talk about Transformers bumped. Yeah, finally, fuck. <laughs> finally, <laughs> they're on like part nine of that, and I was just like, eh. finally, uh, god damn it! I was like, have we been what? Like, but the last ninety, I was like, man, am I? <laughs> am I missing something? Like, what is going on? What am I missing here? Um, yeah, only opened up. Oh wait, so that's the Mark 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 Wahlberg, the new uh, Dumel, An- Anthony Hopkins, Sir Chompkins. Anthony Chompkins, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Sir Anthony Chompkins, <laughs> uh, Josh Dumel, Michael Bay directed it. Like, you had the whole fucking crew. Tan Silver Fox yeah. Dumel, yeah. Um and tiny, tiny little Wahlberg, Oscar, He's Oscar a winner, short, man. Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins, Chompkins, yeah. Why do you call him Chompkins? I don't know. It's always it, funny. It, it always just, makes me laugh every time because I like because I'm uh, hilarious and I do funny shit. <laughs> so I just like say stuff funny because I'm rad. Anthony Chompkins. Anthony Chompkins. Sir Anthony Chompkins. Chompkins. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's 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 gonna do about sixty for for the five day smug ass Mark Wahlberg. Weekends. Um, what were we talking about the other day? Oh. Did he used to be fun? Mark Wahlberg, no. Yeah. yeah. He, we he said was, he was maybe Marky Mark days. He yeah, might yeah, have been yeah, fun. Yeah. But ever since then, he's been a monotone, snobby, smug little fuck. Fucker, yeah. yeah. I told, and we, I, we were talking about that story when I, when I went to dinner with him like 10 years ago. And I was just like, it was only four of us. And I was, he was still just a He was just a dick. dick. Yeah. He was just a fucking dick. Ugh, just like dry, and I, but and not here, funny. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. I can respect everything he's done in his career and business sure. wise because it is, it is truly amazing. And he is maxed out. Uh, a little bit of talent to go very, very, very far. And and no one's denying that. Absolutely. I'm just talking about him as a person in everyday life, yeah. talking to people, his family, his yeah. friends. Yeah. Just kind of a dick. God, just a dick. Like, I Even would never, if he show, was my friend, like, yeah, yeah. If he was my friend or my brother, I'd be like, here comes Mark. Yep. You know what I mean? He's just going to like Bro. act like he's. He doesn't even act like he's better than everyone. He just sort of acts like, bleh. Right. Yeah. This is happening right now. And this is me. And this is my muscles. <laughs> and these are my kid. You know, these are my 20 kids. And these are all my fucking movies. And, you know, it's like no big deal. That's but actually I'm just, a really great I'm Mark just fucking Wahlberg. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's I have been, I've been working. There was this one interview that he did, like yeah, Entertainment yeah, yeah. Tonight. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, what the fuck is your problem? All of his interviews are so monotone. God like damn. Why do you even get him on the... Because he's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah, oh, boy. And he's shooting, uh, he's shooting Daddy's Home 2 now, so... So that interview, him and Will Ferrell, he'll that be super... Be a blast. This is me. This is Will Ferrell. I'm super funny now. I didn't used to be, but I guess people think I'm funny, so here I am. Here I am. You're like, oh, This is God. me. Here it goes. This is me. Here it goes. Here it goes. Oh, oh boom. Here we, here we are. Oh, he is actually a friend of Range 15. Sorry. But, you know, he did, whatever. He did, he's he cool. He did post about the movie. No, well, he's- Whatever. Let's, let's be honest. He's friends with Marcus. Ex- he's not exactly. And he posted one thing, and that was real nice. Yeah. I'm I, like, yeah. Let's let's make no mistakes. Take it back. I'm, I'm not friends with him. No. But, uh, uh, yeah. I'm a bully and I shove nerds. Yeah, I'm a bully and I shove nerds. That's Wahlberg. Um, tonight's uh, revolutionary figure of the day. Who? Um, is is actually? Oh boy, I'm, gonna, I'm I, I dug deep today. Wow, I dug real deep. Okay. Um, this one goes out to Susan Harris. Okay. Um, she created a little show. Uh, you might know it well. Four women. Okay. Four women what? who would go on to chase, to change the face of uh, TV history for me. Um, I'm talking about the Golden Girls. Okay. 1985. She created the go Golden on. Girls. You're probably thinking, why that? Why her? Why her? Why Golden Girls? Uh. They were the first ones to put uh, Quentin Tarantino in something. Um, the Golden Girls? Yeah. You played he... an Elvis impersonator on a Stop Golden Girls it. episode uh, before any of his big movies took off. Before he wrote the short film and directed the short film that got him into the Sundance Lab called Reservoir Dogs, he played an Elvis impersonator in the Golden Girls. Look at oh that. Oh, my God. So somebody saw something. Um, but yeah. 
That's a great, I. that's one of my favorite revolutionary figures. Yeah. yeah. That was a real tie, tie back, tie around, really, circle back, really uh, circle. wrap around, uh, really whatever it's called, bookend. Reach uh, around. Uh, reach around. Yeah, yeah. Reach around. Yeah, that's what we call it. the bills. We call them the bills. A real big reach around. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, when I when I saw that, I was like, man, what was the first thing Tarantino did? And they were like, ah, Golden Girls, That's Elvis hilarious, dope. I'd like to find that episode. Oh, I wonder if he was cut from it or so even made cool. the cut. Yeah, what? but it would have been uh, it would have been awesome to see. It would have been awesome we'll find to see it. Tarantino's pop find, up. We'll the, find the it. Golden Girls. Yeah. Um, thank you for being a friend. Bam, 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 bam. And he just comes thank in and, and blows away. Matson just comes in and blows away all the golden yes. girls in slow mo. Um, uh, I'd like to Matt. see that uh, a little B. Arthur s- splattered all over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> she always seemed like a bitch to me. She um, wasn't, I guess. Oh, I guess life? she was. Yeah, I guess she, she was, was fucking cool. she awesome. She hung out in the reg. Well, she did like a roast. One of the last things she did was a roast, uh, Comedy Central roast. And oh, really? Yeah. She was, what's she his, slayed it? What's the main roast master that annoying guy that Jeff you don't Ross. like? Jeff Ross yeah. said something about it's bigger than B. Arthur's dick. And she just like made this look that was like worked so well for the joke, but you almost didn't know if she was like pit, you know, it's like he yeah. said he didn't run it by her or anything and like thought that she was mad at him forever after. Like they didn't talk after. She just left, like bounced. Yeah, was he hanging out with B B. Arthur on the reg on the reg back then? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm saying they did. She was on the dais. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. She just bounced, and you know, I never, I never know with those roasts if they actually are worried about pissing them off or if they're like, oh, those things that they say like last past the show, right? And so he like ran into her. I think it was like a year, years later, and it was like right before she died or whatever, and he was like are we cool? And he's like, and she's like, you got me, you son of a bitch. Like she was just awesome about it. That's cool. That's cool. And I heard she's like, was one of the best, like just an amazing, just like comics, comic, like the shit. That's cool. And everybody loved her. I, I, uh, fun fact, I hate roast. A lot of people think I like that shit. I fucking hate roast. Oh, I do. So, so do I. It just seems so I'll watch some lame. of them just depending on who they are, or who's on the dais or whatever, just to like, I don't know. Yeah. It might be interesting, but I really, as an art form, hate it. Yeah. I do too. And it's like, because usually it's a lot of people that I like acting wise. And I'm like, like Rob Lowe's on there. Like if they made one more joke about him fucking the 16 year old, I was just like, like oh, come okay. on. And I like Rob Lowe. It's just like, yeah. ah, come on. Yeah. Um, nah, I'm not a big roast guy. No. Uh, and Jeff, Jeff Ross to me is just a piece of shit, but whatever. Um, that's his life, not mine. Yeah, God, I think. Well, God, he's figured it out. I thank God every day. It's not mine. Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, weird, fun show in the middle of Denver, Colorado, in a hotel room. We're the just, altitude, we're actually, man. We're just sitting on like ma- matching. They gave us double beds in this motherfucker, like uh, two queens, <laughs> two king. Uh, there's one king, and two queens, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just sitting on facing beds, fucking having this weird ass conversation in the middle of the night. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Good night, everyone. Good night. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.